Happy Monday. This is KJZZ's Sun Up. It's your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Hi, once again, I'm Phil Latzman. This podcast, a daily digest of the news events here in Arizona from our KJZZ news team. It is Monday. Let's start fresh again on this 29th of January 2024 with a check of the latest news. Arizona Republicans selected a new chairperson to lead the state party over the weekend in a raucous and at times contentious meeting. It came after Chairman Jeff DeWitt resigned last week under controversy. And from the politics desk, Wayne Shutsky has more. Gina Swoboda won a landslide victory at the state Republican Party's annual meeting. She picked up about 1,400 votes, defeating Arizona Corporation Commission Chairman Jim O'Connor by around 1,000 votes. Swoboda, who was the party's third vice chair, worked in the Arizona Secretary of State's office from 2018 to 2020 under Republican Michelle Reagan and Democrat Katie Hobbs. But she then went on to become a key ally of former President Donald Trump and Carrie Lake, working on the 2020 campaign Trump lost to President Joe Biden and the 2022 Arizona governor's race Lake lost to Hobbs. Trump and Lake both endorsed Swoboda, who is now an advisor to the Arizona Senate's Elections Committee. Wayne Chutsky, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Well, Arizona's senior Senator Kirsten Sinema says details on a border foreign aid package will likely be out this week, and she says it will include funding for migrant services, a quicker process for asylum claims, and changes to better manage large groups arriving at the border. Daniel Kamara has more. Sinema says the asylum system is backlogged with people who don't qualify, and changes in the package will process people faster. We're reforming that system so that individuals will not be paroled into the country. Instead, their claims will be decided quickly, and they'll either get on a path to a new life in America if they qualify for asylum, or they'll be humanely returned to their home country if they don't qualify for asylum. She says the package also includes continued support and resources for Ukraine, Israel, and U.S. allies in the South Pacific. That's Daniel Kamara reporting from Tucson. Arizona State University is making progress towards establishing its new medical school. As Bridget Dowd reports from the Education Desk, it could start admitting students as early as 2026. ASU announced plans last summer to create a school that would fuse engineering and artificial intelligence with clinical medicine. The School of Medicine and Advanced Medical Engineering is now an applicant with an accreditation body for such programs. ASU Health Executive Vice President Dr. Shereen Gabriel says they've launched a nationwide search for the school's first dean and visited similar schools across the country. Barrow and Phoenix children have already agreed to be our educators for neurology and peds respectively and we We have a number of others that have agreed to rotations and electives. She says the school could get preliminary accreditation next year. Its inaugural class could graduate in 2030. Bridget Dowd, KJZZ News, Phoenix. The House Transportation Committee has approved a measure that would waive driver's license fees for people experiencing homelessness. Patrick Lucas chairs Voice of the Poor, an advocacy arm of St. Vincent de Paul that aims to reduce poverty. Lucas testified in favor of the bill on Wednesday. Waiving the fees for the unhoused to obtain a driver's license state ID card will lift a burden on the homeless and will better position them to obtain work and shelter services to rise out of poverty and into permanent housing. Some Republicans are concerned about an amendment that would make non-operating IDs valid for eight years when they say it could open a window for voter fraud. The bill now goes to the House Rules Committee. 
Well, Phoenix is launching one of the nation's first registered apprenticeship programs to support the semiconductor and advanced manufacturing sectors. Christina Estes reports. The Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, known as TSMC, is building two fabrication plants in North Phoenix. The company's Brian Harrison says it will invest $5 million to train 80 facility technicians over five years. We intend to expand that curriculum to include manufacturing technicians, process engineering technicians, and also equipment technicians. The announcement came during a recent visit by Biden administration officials touting workforce development programs, including apprenticeship partnerships between local unions and colleges. Phoenix is one of five U.S. cities the White House has designated as a workforce hub. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. OpenAI's partnership with Arizona State University is the first of its kind, but it comes just weeks after the New York Times announced a lawsuit against OpenAI. As Nate Engel reports, that suit could change the way the U.S. looks at copyright law. The emerging field of generative artificial intelligence has been growing with little regulation over the past year. The Times is claiming that OpenAI's use of its paid content violates U.S. copyright law. It has asked the court to order OpenAI to destroy anything that violates its copyright, including the language models that power ChatGPT. But ASU law professor Gary Marshen doesn't believe the court will go that far. This is now integrated across our society. The idea that we'd have to destroy all these is absolutely, to me, just absolutely ludicrous. But there is a remedy for that under the copyright statute. So I think it's just leverage. New York Times is is using that as leverage. As for ASU's relationship with OpenAI, Marchant says he's already allowing students to use ChatGPT to help them with their papers and seeing massive improvements in students who would otherwise be struggling. Nate Engel, KJZZ News, Phoenix. More younger Latino people are struggling with their mental health, but as Kathy Ritchie tells us, language barriers and stigma can make accessing care difficult. Roberto del Real is the director of community services for Chicanos por la Causa, a nonprofit that supports Latinos in the community. He says he's seen an increase in young people struggling with social anxiety or depression. 80% of the clients are, are Latinos. A lot of them are first generation, second generation. Language barriers are an issue. Um, the stigmas of behavioral health are another issue. Del Real says many parents are just trying to get by, so mental health may not be on the radar. They don't have time for these things. So they've been through their own struggles, so it's hard to believe, like, my kid's depressed, my kid has anxiety. So a lot of what he does is educate parents. They also have bilingual therapists because... It's just easier to express yourself like in Spanish sometimes. The pandemic, as well as dealing with feelings of not belonging, are some reasons why more young people are struggling. Kathy Ritchie, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Well, London Bridge is not falling down in Lake Havasu City, but it does need some help. Officials there are asking for a new bridge to reach the city's island. From the front tourist desk in Flagstaff, Michel Marisco has details. The infamous London Bridge has always been a big draw for the Lake Havasu region ever since it was transported from London in the 1960s. The iconic uh, world-famous London Bridge is by all means a modern bridge with our London Bridge facade on it. Mayor Cal Sheehy says it's time for an expansion so folks could continue reaching the shops and restaurants of the city's island. And for safety reasons, we would like to have a redundant redundant road system that allows for uh, two ways onto the bridge and off of the bridge. The new system is expected to take two to three years to complete, and so far, Arizona has set aside $35 million for the project. Michel Marisco, KJZZ News, Flagstaff. Bug smuggling is estimated to be a billion-dollar industry. 
And as Kirsten Dorman reports, one ASU professor is working to learn more about the insects at the center of the illegal trade. In the entomology lab on ASU's West Campus, Professor Lauren Widener and a team of six undergraduate students are sorting boxes full of bags and bags of different types of insects that were basically seized at a port as they were trying to be illegally smuggled into the U.S. She says collectors make up most of the customer base, but aside from that, there's not a lot of information about what insects are being illegally trafficked or smuggled. It's an industry incognito, but Widener says it's pervasive. What makes it illegal, right? So it can be where they were collected, where they collected from like a national park or on some type of land like that. The team's investigation will be tough. Preserved specimens can only tell them so much, but they'll work with attorneys and investigators to figure out what information is most useful. Kirsten Dorman, KJZZ News, Phoenix. And sports, another big night for Devin Booker, but another loss for the Suns. Two days after scoring 62 in a loss at Indiana, Book had 44 last night in Orlando, but the Suns fell to the Magic. 113-98, Phoenix went more than eight minutes between field goals in the fourth quarter, scored just four points in the last ten minutes as they lost their second straight after a seven-game win streak. Suns play in Miami tonight against the Reeling Heat, who themselves, themselves rather, have lost six straight. Hockey, the Coyotes have uh, hit the NHL All-Star break with three straight defeats after a 3-1 loss in Carolina Saturday. Despite the recent skid, Arizona has a 23-22-2 record. They're just four points out of a playoff spot at the moment. The Yotes are now off for 10 days. They'll resume their schedule next Thursday at home against Vegas. And that does it for this edition of KJZZ's Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast on this Monday, January 29th. I'm Phil Latzman. Have a wonderful day, and we will do this again tomorrow.